What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and tonight, the Destiny Show Podcast is back. And Guardians, tonight on the podcast, we welcome the Queen of Destiny memes and one of the funniest Guardians in the Destiny community. She is a talented artist and graphic designer with a passion for destiny and a community of nearly 80,000 Guardians strong. She's taken by Xbox, and she often wears Riven's pants. She's a lover of the Graviton Lands, and she is none other than Moira, a.k.a. Destiny the Meme. Thank you so much for joining us, Moira. Yay. <laughs> yeah, we did it again. There's going to be a meme somewhere. Run it back. Run it back, boys. <laughs> and by the way, we're not going to be reading the TWAB tonight. We're going to be reading the TWAB. This episode of the Destiny Show podcast is brought to you by our friends at Green Man Gaming, where gaming is made great. You can pick up the latest PC games at the best prices today by visiting greenmangaming.com. So, Guardians, tonight for our discussion with the Guardians, we welcome an amazing, amazing Guardian. Moira, I hope you're ready. Yes, I am. So, let's kick things off with, what is the most ridiculous fact that you know? And this is a question from Just Call Me Doc. Thank you so much, Just Call Me Doc, for your question. The most ridiculous fact I know um, is some people actually like Gambit. I am sorry, Gambit fans out there. I I appreciate you all for liking Gambit. Um, I I I can pull like a fun fact up to the top of my head. Uh, I would say there is a potato that weighs like seventeen pounds, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Potatoes. So how did you get started as a content creator in the community? I know you mentioned before the show that you kind of started pretty late in the game. Yeah, this was during Forsaken launch, um, not launch trailer, it was East Ray trailer on uh, the fateful night of June 11th, 2018, when uh, Cade died. So, I think like the second day, I was like, oh man, I'm just sad, and I had school, and I was up at like 6 a.m., and I was like, you know what, let's just make a meme about it. And I made a dead Kate meme, and um, it somehow did pretty well. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I guess I know how to make a meme. And I just made another one. And yeah, that was like three and a half years ago. So um, unfortunately, that is why I make so much dead Kate memes, because I literally started with one. <laughs> it started with one meme and your mourning of the late, great Cade Six. 
Yes. That's that's epic. That is epic. Wow. And now, was there a specific point in your project when you like realized, okay, this is actually going to be something? When did you realize that this was really going to be something that you could do long term? I think it was the October of the same year because um, at first my account was just my personal Instagram account, and like during October I was like, you know what, let's just make this. Dusting the meme, and I was like, "That is such a good name, and I'm so smart." Uh, I was not. Someone took the name, but they had like zero followers, zero following, and it was just like a dead account. And I was like, "I'm just gonna put underline on this." <laughs> so, like, um, Dusty underscore the meme, and it worked. And um, yeah, it was October 11th, twenty. 18 if i remember correctly and that was the night that i decided to rebrand and uh, take on this name so yeah that's awesome and did you ever imagine that you would grow to the size that you're at right now when you first no. got started mm -mm, no <laughs> not at all that's pretty epic so now we also have a question uh from mike 117 and Mike wants to know, I need to know what drove you to put pants in Riven. What's the story there? A lot of caffeine. This was um, February 14th, two years ago, and I went back to my dorm. I bought like an entire bottle of like Frappuccino and I downed it in about five, five minutes. What? In five minutes? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was um I, I don't know why I did that. It it was a good idea, but it, it also wasn't a good idea, you know? I should do that again. And and how'd you feel afterwards? Not great. <laughs> and did you ever do it again? I have not done it again yet. Okay, so that I was might. like the one time, but it might come back. If if Graviton lands becomes like the meta, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. So we're going to push for this. Yeah. Graviton lands, everyone. Make sure you spam the community managers at Bungie. No, we want Graviton lands. <laughs> let's not spam poor DMG. Oh, yeah. He's just sitting there with a perfect amount of spams, and he will love to see. We want Graviton lands buffed again, and we want cosmology to, to perk our shadows, Ross. So Moira, how did you become the meme queen and what's it like to live a life in your shoes? Weird. I met people IRL who just like, oh, you're like DDM? And I'm like, oh, uh, I, I, I did not expect people IRL to know me. <laughs> um, I don't know. This is like such a weird experience for me because I never expected anything from it. And, um, and I, I guess now it's just like, let me vibe in the community and just be a part of it. Yeah. You know, let nature take its course, right? And for me, I'm in Florida, so I'm really appreciating nature right now because it's not snowing. It's great. Really. Oh, fuck you. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely living the good life right now. Now, Moira, what's your favorite snack? Tex Mix Cheddar. Or any chocolate. Yes. 
Now, do you prefer milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Uh, first of all, white chocolate is not chocolate, and I will not accept anyone in the chat saying white chocolate is real chocolate. It is not. Agreed. White chocolate, no. And I agree with you. I am not a big fan of white chocolate. It's not real chocolate. It tastes Thank you for artificial. Agreeing. It tastes artificial. It tastes like a block of milk and sugar with like straight coca powders floating in it. I'm I'm with you there. Now you know there's Ferrero Rocher candies, and they're like the best freaking chocolates. They have hazelnut and all that good stuff. We're gonna make a chocolate podcast pretty soon. At this rate, I'm you know what? It. Do it. I, I I love chocolate. We should do it. We should do it, and then we're gonna bring in Paul Tassie too. See if he likes some chocolate. Oh no. Okay. If you bring podcasting, just please give me a call. I will. We're going to bring him back on. We had him on last year. We're going to bring him back on. And we're going to bring you on because I think you two would have definitely some good conversations to have. Bring him back, but don't tell him I'm here. We're going to surprise him. Yeah, surprise him. And and, and just like refer me to like Echo or something. He wouldn't know. I think what we're going to do is we're going to like secretly impromptu just introduce the old overlays that you're seeing now. And then just surprise him like, bam, here's the new DTM live with us. On, I could see it. I could see it. We're gonna, this is going <laughs> to be the ultimate meme. And I'm totally down. Paul Tassie is going to be mad. <laughs> He's going to love it. So on the topic of Paul Tassie, who is your favorite journalist to bully? And why is it Paul Tassie? He's just too bullyable. Like... If he doesn't give me so much ammo to bully, I wouldn't have bullied him. <laughs> so you're blaming him? I, I, I am bullying him. I mean, all good nature, I don't want to actually bully him, but... You know, it's a friendly bully. Oh yeah, yeah. He can't bully me back. What is he going to do? He's gonna, he's gonna come to Michigan one day and he's gonna bully you. He's in Ohio and... and, and okay. Yeah, I'm so sorry if there's any Ohio, you know, listeners in the podcast right now. Michigan State and Ohio State University have, like, a pretty nasty sports rivalship, so, um, <clears throat> I do not like Ohio. <clears throat> sorry, okay. whoever that is from Ohio here. <laughs> Hello, Krippa. Okay, so I think I figured it out. I think that this this little little thing you got there with Mr. Tassie has to do with something else. I think we're really yeah. getting to the bottom of it here. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We're getting to, like, the uh, Michigan versus Ohio. It's, it's really the Michigan versus Ohio. That's really where this is coming from, and we're really getting to the bottom of it. So we're going to have to dig a little deeper. Now, so you're a Michigan fan. Michigan State University. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, how's, how's Michigan doing? A lot of apples. Well, I mean, not now. A lot of fields, a lot of cows, um, some cherry. Why don't and you make more cow memes? I don't want to make cow memes. Why would I make cow memes? Okay, fair. That's why you have more followers than we do. So there. Uh, because we make <laughs> cow memes and you don't. I understand. I get it now. It makes so much sense. Uh, there was like a field with so many cows. In- okay. I just remember that. So we, we got a two-part question for you. From yes. Destiny to Lost Sector Report. That's a mouthful of a name, but we love you guys. 
You guys are awesome. What is the most random and unassuming meme that you've shared that went unexpectedly viral? Um, it's the uh, okay. So, so the caption was "Complete Destiny 2 We have and it's like five pictures. It's like the Magnum from uh, from Halo, the uh, BR from Halo, the Energy Sword from Halo, and this like uh like the Sparrow from Halo or something like that. And the punchline was the water from Halo, and it was just like the Spartan dying in the water and the Guardian dying in the water. And I was playing Grass of Avarice, and I was like, ha, guys, what if I just made this stupid meme? And it got, like, 10.6k likes, and I was like, okay. So, um, I think that is probably the most unexpected one. Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. When that, before that happened, did you have your notifications turned on on your smartphone? For Twitter. Uh, okay, so about my notification, I don't have notification on, um, aside from DMs, and I have notification for like um, DTG tweets. So like likes and comments don't sh like uh, don't pop up as notifications for me. So yeah. Second part of the question: What meme felt like the most surefire banger, but fell completely flat? A lot of them, like more than you think, because um the most random thing that I have found is if I spend too much time on a meme, it's just going to flop. Like th the longer I spend on it, the more it flops for some reason. And the the most like random memes like just do really well for no reason, and I'm just like okay um. <laughs> So I, I can give you like one example because it happens so much more than you think. And 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 you've had your meme channel now since Forsaken, correct? Yes. Man, you you have dedication. And and <laughs> like this is great. I love it. I'm getting old. You're I'm getting yeah, so you're getting, old. She is. She's getting really old, really. My my back hurts, guys. My back really hurts. Yeah, she's been carrying people in trials and <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, I'm like a trials tryhard. I have like a 5.0 trials KD, and I only use Graviton Lance. Okay, so let's talk about Graviton Lance. Do you like Graviton Lance? No, I hate it. It's like my least favorite thing in the entire Destiny universe, and I only use it out of spite. <laughs> Gra Graviton, no, I'm just kidding. Graviton Lance is my favorite weapon in Destiny, like, ever. Why is it your favorite weapon in the game? Uh, it explodes. It goes, boom. <laughs> that was a very bad sound effect. When you go into Destiny with the Graviton Lance, what do you find yourself going into do first when you log into play? Uh, I, I actually mainly do PvE stuff, so I do a lot of strikes, and I do a lot of, you know, just world uh, events. I love outers. I, I farm outers. Um, I have been farming the fusion for, like, the past week. And um, I finally got a lovely fusion row, though. But I, I also do dungeons. I love raids. And, yeah, just mainly PvE stuff, I would say. Deepstone Crypt. Deepstone Crypt, really? Yes, for for all my unethical science needs. Oh, 
Okay. Now, why would you say Deepstone Crypt? Why is that your favorite? Love is Bray. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. My favorite raid is the Vault of Glass because I'm OG. That was the first raid that I played, and I probably spent more hours in that raid than I should have, but I did. And I, I love Vault. When they brought it back, it didn't do it for me like I thought it would. Like, it was cool that they brought it back and it was exciting, but I feel like the excitement kind of died down after a couple months. And I was like, okay, I played it. Like, it's great they have it here. Mm. You know, I, I thought I'd be more excited. I don't know. But I, I loved Vault of Glass. They did a great job remaking it. Now, for me, I, I, I didn't play you know, like too much D1. I played the campaigns, but that was it. So I, I've never experienced a D1 VOG. And so pretty much D2 VOG was fresh for me, and I did day one with the uh, lovely people from, uh, um, from Plague Game. And um, <laughs> I think day one VOG was my, my most glorious um, raid moment, because I figured out the oracles in like about five minutes. <laughs> That's impressive. It took me five hours, and I still didn't figure it out. So you got me there. How did you figure it out in five minutes? That's that's impressive. It was just the uh, music notes, and I was useful for like two weeks because everyone's like, "Oh my god, Moira, you know how to read the music notes?" And I was like, "Yep, look at me, so useful." And then they figured out an easier way to do it without the music, and I became useless again. <laughs> So now you mentioned music. Do you have a musical background? Because I know about your graphic design and your art, but you just mentioned music. Uh, yeah, I, I was playing piano since I was six. What? That's really cool. <laughs> Long That's time. Awesome. How did I not know about this? I don't think anybody knows about this. Anybody I, I don't talk about it. Man. Okay, so like, do you do anything with music currently? Or do you just kind of... Mm, just for fun. Okay. Now, what kind of music do you make for fun? Oh, no, I don't make them. I kind of just, you know, I, I, I will play piano and guitar sometimes, just as a little treat. Anything specific that you like to jam to? Uh, like music? Um, game music, of course. I, I love Johnny Cash for some reason. Oh, by the way, the new Bungie trailer song, that was bangers. And I have been jamming to that for like like since the trailer dropped on repeat <laughs> i've been listening to um the weekend on spotify um mm -hmm. got their album i've been kind of jamming out to that and of course music of the spheres i know it's the og but i go back to the original stuff and there's something really cool about destiny music in general and being able to just get shit done video game music motivates me the secret ingredient is music so Moira, question for you. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite quality of life change that Bungie has added to Destiny? And what is the one hope that you hope to see in the future? Thank you for your question, Late Dawn, on Twitter. So I think the best ones like um in, in recent times was say lower the uh, life level for um for, for Dares of Eternity. But I, I still don't really love it because it just 
takes new lights and then just drops them in there and they don't know what to do they don't have champion mods and i i definitely want to see more change over there like in that area because i want to um not have to go into there's of eternity and carry five like new lights to uh to the end because i want them to like actually do this on their own you know instead of being just carried by me i guess and i i would love to see something from bungie on that part and i think another thing that i really want to see is um character uh, uh character change and more cost customization um what's we call it options and I think that that's something that Bungie has been, I don't want to say struggling with, but like they haven't really put focus on customizing your character as much as other video games have. And I think in the spirit of building your character, becoming your own legend, I think they can do more. And I'm hoping that sometime in the future, maybe with a potential Destiny 3, if that ever comes, you know, maybe we'll get something a little bit more with customizations. But I think you're totally right. And uh, you know what I want? What? I want more vault space. <laughs> Give me more vault space. Like, don't limit me on vault space. Because you know what? I'm a hoarder. Let me be. Let me do me. Let me have all of my weapons. I, I just want them to add um, beards and long hair. Like, literally. Why, why, why wouldn't they do that? And I want Riven to have pants. They need to we get can, Riven some. We all pants. have our <laughs> And then we should add some Sabathun into the mix too. Yeah, okay. some pants. So another question for you, Moira. What is your favorite piece of content or meme that you've ever made? I do not have a favorite child. Okay. I do not have a favorite child this 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 <clears throat> i love every single one of my memes equally and that is a lie because i love every single time i put pants on things i like it i like it and now so going back way before you started your channel when did you first mm -hmm. start playing destiny and how did your destiny journey begin December 20th, 2016. Wow, you, you know the exact date. Oh, I that, know the exact date of, like, a lot of important stuff. Okay, um, so what happened on that day? Back in, like, 8th grade or, like, 7th grade, I had this crush uh, on a guy. Uh, long story. Anyways, this guy liked Halo. And uh, that's how I know about Halo, right? And I was like, hmm, maybe I should try playing Halo. You know, just... Just a good old me trying to impress this dude. And um and I finally got to a friend who has like a PS4. And he was like, Well, you see, uh Halo's the uh, Xbox exclusive, so I can't let you play Halo, but I have a game from the same developers. And he was like, It's called Destiny, you might like it. And that's how I started. So let me get this straight. So it was because of a crush over, oh, yeah. over a guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and you <laughs> wanted to impress him so much that you decided, you know what? I'm just going to get into Destiny. Halo, now, actually. Now, oh, Halo, excuse me. And now, so before Halo, were you a gamer or mm -mm, not at not all? Not at all. What'd you do before? I, 
I don't know. Good question. Life was thinking about life was without meaning. I just drew a lot. You drew without purpose. I drew without purpose, and I wondered in life without and a direction. Wondered what life would be about. <laughs> I I love biology. That's really interesting. So, with biology, do you ever like want to pursue that professionally? Maybe like in in the field of science or research or perhaps electrical science. I wanted to. But destiny was a calling, and it made me going to、uh, entertainment. And, and you became the queen of the meme, and here you are today. Yeah, I was dang the the STEM, the 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 STEM plate like、um, industry. I I wouldn't really call it industry. Like the STEM field lost another <laughs> member. So more. I, I, I want yeah. On a slightly different topic. Yeah. More pants when? When I want to, I I literally put pants on a、uh, Sabbath like yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a routine with pants, or is it like whenever you feel like it, or how how does that work?、Mm, whenever I feel the uh unethical need of giving things that don't need pants, pants. Okay. See,、so、you get the feeling of pants, and that's how it works out. Sometimes. I get it. I get it. And now, on a slightly more serious note, like, what would you say were some accomplishments that you've achieved in the last year? It's been it's been a long year.、Uh, a lot has happened.、Uh, what what would you say you're really proud of? Uh, my art. Very very proud of making the uh DTG header. Like that is probably the peak in life. I guess. I th- I saw your headers that you drew. How long How long does it take for you to draw a header? Because I mean that that was really really cool, and y'all can check it out by visiting Moira's channel on Twitter at Destiny the Meme, and I will post that for y'all in the live chat audience here. Uh, but definitely make sure to check her out. She is so freaking talented, and she makes the best freaking memes in the business. That's why she's the meme queen. Business. And now, what are you most excited about with the next chapter in Destiny Two with the Witch Queen? I honestly cannot see what kind of memes that I can make. Like, just just think about the potential. Think about everything that I can make in Witch Queen, like content. <laughs> And、uh, I think what I'm also really, really excited to see was、um, the the forty、uh, percent exotic buff, of course. I I mean the pulse rifle buff,、uh, buff, and and basically just、um, you know become graviton lands, become graviton lands. Will become graviton lands. Yes, the the embodiment of graviton lands. One day I can totally see. Going on Twitter, and I don't recognize someone, but it looks like Graviton Lance, and I see, and it's Destiny the meme, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know that person, and you look different, and now you are Graviton Lance. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I am purple.、Uh, oh, I, I am a purple gong. 
of that. So Moira, what is next for you in your journey as a content creator? Uh, okay, so this is where I really want to do like a more serious note on things. Um, I think my goal is I, I really want to become a bit more in the community. By that I mean getting to Bungie. And I, I, I want to just um, be a community manager of sorts, like, like DMG, although DMG scares me uh, a lot. Uh, but I want to be someone like DMG and like Cosmo and uh, Hippie and just all the um, uh, social media team at Bungie. And I want to bring the change uh, to Instagram. That's where I started and I don't see enough Bungie interaction over there. Uh, especially with Bungie help, like, instant people just like, oh no, is the uh, server down again? I will be like, oh, it's actually just uh, Bungie help scheduled, um, and they don't know about it. And I think that is the one thing that I really want to do in the future, and just bring this um, information and, and relay everything Bungie does to uh, Instagram. Are you active on Instagram? Because I am not. Yeah, I am. I am actually more active there than uh, Twitter because I started. Good luck in your quest to become the community manager over at Bungie. And I do wish you the best of luck in that. Thank you. You got it. You got it. You're almost there. I can, I can see it. By next year, I think Bungie would be crazy to not bring you on. <laughs> I'm just throwing I'm really it. hoping, okay? <laughs> I think, I think that you know, you've done a lot in this community and you bring smiles. We need more smiles. We need more memes and we need more smiles in this community. And you bring it. And you pick on Paul Tassie. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, I think it's never going to live this down. <laughs> Ew. I feel like Aunt Tassie probably regrets uh, bowling me. <laughs> The best and worst decision that he's made in his life. But he's stuck with it. And here we go. So, Moira, we're going to talk about a few more things on the show tonight. We have, of course, Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. We got some predictions that we're going to make about the next content that we will be playing in just under a week. It's hard to believe we're that close to showtime when we get to play Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. And before we discuss that, I do want to remind you all that the Destiny Show podcast is brought to you by Green Man Gaming, where gaming is made great. You can pick up the latest PC games at the best prices today by visiting GreenManGaming.com. And Guardians, on that note, we do have some more things to talk about on the show. Destiny 2 The Witch Queen is coming on February 20 second and we're so so excited to play and i'm wondering what do you expect from destiny 2 the witch queen campaign i know moira you mentioned you're a pve 
player. And apparently my dog Rocky is also a PvE player, so he's really <laughs> excited for the Witch Queen. I think Sabathun is knocking on the door. So that's probably what's going on. I mean, I, I wouldn't let Sabathun in the house if I were you. I think she let herself in. I don't think I had a oh. choice. Oh no, that is not good. She we we might in. have to exercise you. I need to probably go play that exorcism mission one more time and try to <laughs> get the demons out of the house. But we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So what do you expect from Destiny 2 with the Witch Queen? Because we know that the developers have promised us the most ambitious campaign that we've had in a very long time. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to whatever they bring to us, and um, I, I'm really excited to see the Hype Guardians. And for me, like, what I really hope is the narrative between us and our Guardian. I, I mean, not our Guardian, like, uh, us as our Guardian and our Ghost. Because uh, we will be crushing these hive ghosts, and um, I know Bungie said that they want to bring like this strong emotional response to us, because you know we have a ghost and we're crushing someone else's ghost. But so so far in the community, like the the majority of response that I've been getting is like, haha, just like we're gonna crush this ghost. Like we have absolutely no remorse for them. So I, I'm thinking, how would they bring this uh, emotional experience to us if they really want this, um, like very strong um, emotional feedback um, from our guardians? Instead of just like how ghost go sport. So uh, that is definitely something that I really uh, am looking forward to see, and also um, with the glaives, with all the new weapons, with um supposedly a new primary fusion rifle that I can potentially pair with Graviton Lance. So, um, and also voice ray point oh, and I'll be um ditching my hunter for a while and go for like this void warlock build. And I haven't played Warlock in a while, and I just really want to see what they have for us and um how how can I uh integrate all of these new void abilities and um What's my Graviton Lance into, like, my playstyle? Now, let me tell you, for me, I'm really excited about playing a bigger story in The Witch Queen. I think that the narrative is going to be bigger. It's going to be more meaningful. And I think, to me, learning about, you know, how Sabathun plays in the whole narrative, I think it's really, really exciting because, I mean... Sabathun is a villain that we have been wanting to learn more about and, and fight and discover for quite some time now. And it seems like everything is kind of coming to this culmination with the Witch Queen. So I'm very excited about that. And if you recall in the latest trailer, at the end of the video that we saw, there was like this pyramid sculpture. And it, it seems like you would enter that that place that's made from pyramids and I'm, I'm really curious to see what Bungie is able to create with that also um, I know that we have the new season of the risen that's coming and that is going to be the next seasonal component to destiny 2 the witch queen what are your thoughts on seasonal content in destiny uh, I, I actually did a whole presentation on this, 
this was a 92% foundation, okay? Uh, it was about, like, seasonal model and, like, life service and stuff. Um, I, I definitely don't mind seasonal contents. Um, I don't hate them. I, like, I, 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 I guess I like them, but sometimes it even just fall a little bit dull to me. Um, I didn't actually really like Astro Alignment. Um, I played dares a lot more, and I love dares. I have like 310 dares like chests open. <laughs> uh, but I, I am definitely you know really excited to see what the next seasonal activity is going to be because I'm pretty sure it's going to be like I don't know Savison related. So um, the the entire idea of Savison taking a light is just really really intriguing to me because how she does this. You know, what is she going to do with it? Because I don't feel like she is, you know, like a, an, uh, uh, like a antagonist in a traditional way. Um, I feel like she is going to have a lot more character than just, like, I am a bad guy and I want to do bad things. And I think that she is going to bring, like, a very interesting aspect to Destiny and to our understanding of the light, the darkness, and what is good or bad in the Destiny universe. So I'm really looking forward to see seasonal content um, in that field. Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. And I think Savathun is, is definitely a more complex character than the villains that we have battled in the past. I mean, comparing her to, let's say, Crota or Oryx or most other villains, I would say, in the game, she seems like she has a lot of depth and there's a lot more than just let's fight her and kill her. I think there's a lot more that we're going to learn about us as guardians. I'm predicting we're going to get a lot of lore um, out of this expansion. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of things that are uncovered in this year of destiny. And out of curiosity, now, what are your thoughts on the Vidoc that we saw and the Witch Queen launch trailer that uh, was revealed earlier in the week. Oh gosh, now now you're like trying to uh, get me to talk about this thing. I'm just my my brain is blanking out. Like, what was in the Vidoc again? So look, the Vidoc. There was a lot in the Vidoc. You know, they talked about building the next chapter in Destiny and how it was going to be the biggest piece of content that we've had in quite some time in terms of the scope and the size of the content and, and the destination that we'll be playing. Uh, we got to see Void 3.0 in action. I think that was really, really interesting to see. Um, and then we also got the trailer that came out uh, just the other day that showed off some of the really cool weapons. There's going to be a new weapon type that's coming into the game. That's kind of exciting. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Oh, it's something glaive? with a G. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the glaive. So, first of I dog, I think my first impression was Child of the Old Gods, Stay Song. Like, I, I, I don't think I will put that down anytime soon. <laughs> but, um, for the trailer, I, I, I was just listening to the music, you know? The, the trailer music and there's there's a new theme song too that was released um uh, it was really cool i'm trying to find it um i saw it on youtube racky's trying to help me find it 
He's trying. He's, he's still <laughs> he's making an effort. I have a little dog, and he is he's a little yappy sometimes, but but he's he's cool. He Funny story. Adorable. I had to stop playing certain video games at night because he would start barking at oh, really? certain things like zombies and thrall. So fun fact, I can't play certain activities. And because the main theme will be thrall in this one, I'm wondering how it's going to affect things. It's going to be interesting. Now, the song is called A Cruel World by Phantom, and that is the theme song of the new trailer that was just re released earlier this week from Bungie. So that was kind of cool. And we got a twab. Or, nope, it's not a twab, it's a T-Wab. We got a T-Wab to talk about tonight. During the Bungie interview that I had, I, I asked, I was like, uh, is this Wab or can I just say T-Wab and get away with it? And the, <laughs> interview was, uh, the, the interview girl was like, oh, you know what, we're not going to, um, we're not going to reject you because you said T-Wab. Uh, so I guess it's legal now. So, uh, <laughs> another week, another T-Wab. Oh gosh, as the crosses to another another T-Wab. So Guardians, this T-Wab is the final T-Wab before the good good, the Destiny 2, the Witch Queen, and Season of the Risen will be coming. And February 22nd. Uh, we don't have that much longer to wait. Destiny 2 was uh, also promising us some quality of life changes, and uh, this week's T-Wab is written by DMG. Thank you so much, DMG, for all of your efforts in writing this really extensive TWAB. We will dive into it. Lots of information about Gambit for all you Gambit lovers out there. If you love Gambit, lots of changes coming. So you want to pay attention to this one. Uh, this is the final TWAB before the Witch Queen. The new systems will be arriving on February 22nd with new quality of life changes for rituals. Season of the Lost is coming to a close. So if there's anything that you're trying to finish up in the game, make sure you do that before Tuesday. Moira, how are you doing on finishing things up with Season of the Lost? Are you all done? No. <laughs> no. You're too I... busy making me. No, I need to do the astral alignments and then get the two triumphs for my, uh, for my seal. <laughs> I keep not doing it. I keep saying that I'm gonna do it. And I keep not doing it, and I, I, I don't know. Someone need to just like come here and just like slap me real hard and say more and go to your astral alignment. <laughs> so we know what to do after the podcast. We're gonna give her a little bit of motivation to get her astral alignment done. Now, how close are you? I finished one of the stray like fully done. I, I, I did all the uh, mysteries and stuff. Uh, the other two mm, haven't started yet. <laughs> oh man! Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. So you got a little bit to go, and uh, you don't have that much time. So we're gonna follow up with you to see how you did, and if you got the bread, and if you got it done. I, I really need to get peer pressure because I'm just procrastinating so hard. We need to motivate Moira uh, on Twitter. So please. Give her a little bit of motivation on Twitter. You can go visit her at the link in chat and give her some motivation. Make Honestly, it happen. Honestly, bully me like Podcasty. It's fine. Do it. 
happy. Just, just bully her. Just bully her. She actually enjoys it, really. You know, she does not mind. It's fine. We got it. It's good. And, uh, of course, we know that there was a final mission that came out today. Not today, this week, called the Exorcism mission in the game. It had its slew of bugs and technical problems, but Bungie was pretty fought on to address these problems pretty quickly. So did you play the new mission? I did. And what'd you think? Uh, honestly, my first thought is, okay, Osiris is all right. Like the bird dads are together again. No, I'm, I'm just honestly really glad about that. Cause um, Arrow is saying that Osiris is like dead, dead. I'm like, oh, come on. Just let the bird dads be. I just want them to, like, <laughs> to have a happy life. Uh, so I'm pretty glad that that is finally resolved, and we know Osiris is safe. I mean, relatively speaking. Um, so I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, the bugs, I, I actually didn't experience any bugs during my playthrough. Um, but I do know that a lot of people got cut off either during the uh, second encounter or during the cutscene. And um, I hope that is like a quality of life thing. Because I don't know why Bungie would be like one person can skip it for the entire fire team, and it's not even like um, uh, um, you know, uh, mesh made. I mean, not mesh made. It, it like it is a mesh made activity. So like it's just a bunch of strangers. So like I don't know why like one person skipping it would skip it for everyone. So that is definitely like a quality of life that I want to see in the future. Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense, and uh, I think that um, that would definitely help. Um, I, I'm not really sure like what Bungie can do because I'm sure they are testing the game before they launch. But sometimes when you release a live service game, I'm sure new problems come into play that I may not even be thinking about. Uh, but hopefully they get that all squared away. And we did also get a new launch trailer that came out, which really really cool uh nice to see the new uh glaives uh weapon type uh, that's coming in the witch queen and we did also mention major upcoming changes to gambit uh, we have the principal designer alan blaine joining the discussion to dive into gambit and all of the upcoming changes and this is what alan blaine had to say about gambit when we added Gambit back in Forsaken in the fall of 2018, I was really three and a half year it was really three and a half years ago. We were closing the gap in Destiny Pursuits. We had a lot of places in the game to shoot aliens in the face or juice box, and we had places where you could face off against other guardians, but we had no place where you could face off against other guardians by shooting aliens in the face. Gambit is a PvE horde firefight mode. Ultimately, we believe it is important that in Gambit that 1. You can showcase both your skills at fighting in Destiny and a variety of the arsenal. It should be just as inherently fun and rewarding to shoot aliens in the face in Gambit as it is anywhere else. Alan also goes on to state a good invader should be able to turn the tide of a match. But a good invader should be no more important than any other equally skilled team member. A good invader does not have to mean a good 
a PvP god uh, loaded up with the best tracking one-hit kill weapons. Uh, players also defending against invaders should have ample tools to fight invaders without worrying about using up ammunition dealing with tougher enemies, and players should have methods for recovering from a devastating invade. Uh, and then lastly, Alan goes on to state, it should be rare that a match is out of your hands as a player, or that an outcome is pre-ordinated early in the match. Working together with your team to out overcome tough enemies, the primeval, high value targets, or an invader should feel as gratifying as a hard nightfall. That's really interesting because I never thought of Gambit as the same feeling as a nightfall. To me, it felt like very different activities. Yeah, it really does. Like, I, I have never considered Gambit as like a PvE. Thing. I, I, I always feel like game is a little bit more PvP oriented. I mean, that's just because I, 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 I keep being the one that invader shooting in the face. <laughs> so, you're, so you're the invader? No, I'm not the invader. I am the invader oh. target. They just keep oh, shooting so me. So you, you, you destroy the invader. You're the person who takes the invader down. No, they take me down. Oh, they take you down. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I am always the invader target for absolutely no reason. I like most. Oh man, I'm. You know what? I'm the same way, and I don't talk about it because I got my shadow title. Not shadow title. Uh, it was dredgen. I got the dredgen title. Let me tell you, the last thing that I had to do was to get invasions because I don't invade. I don't do it. It was such a pain for me to get all that finished. Yeah, I played Gambit a few days ago, like uh, the week recently, and uh, <laughs> I have to say that I, I regretfully uh, teabagged an invader because uh, everything like at, every time they drop in, they just galahorn me, and I finally had enough, and I galahorn them back and I teabagged them. <laughs> I feel bad about it, but um, it'd be like that sometimes. Oh no. Yeah. I don't like getting teabagged. It doesn't feel good. I don't either. <laughs> I don't like teabagging people, but like, oh, I, I keep getting galahorned. Yeah, well, some, some people, they deserve it because they're just really obnoxious uh, in game. Like sometimes I get teabagged all the time because I'm not very good at trials. So I'm a, I'm a target. I'm also like I'm a bad PvP player. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. We're not going to talk about that tonight. We're not going to talk about the ELO or any of that tonight. Nope. But we will talk about rotating seasonal selections of curated encounters starting in Season 16. And we have four activity changes that are being introduced in the game. Uh, we have in Classic Gambit slash Prime, you've got a randomly selected encounter from a list of three for each enemy race on each map. In Beyond Light, due to the production issues, Bungie were only able to bring one of the three variations forward into the new activity. Those issues have been fixed and are now being brought into the new season of Destiny 2. In addition, playing with the single variation of a race slash map for a year 
uh, led Bungie to an interesting observation. It's fun to know that Hive on Pacifica means, oh god, those shriekers, and to learn and spawn the mastery of them over time. Also, Bungie noted that maybe not interesting for the entire year, but Bungie thinks that it will be interesting to have a set of rotations of spawns for a season and over those three months really master each encounter. And lastly, they mentioned that no more Shriekers on Pacifica for now, but oh, they will be back later in the year. So look out for that. Mm, not good. And there is a new freelance node being added. That's pretty interesting. And here's what Bungie had to say about that. We think it's important that players feel like they always have a chance at winning. And we see over and over again that a full stack of friends or clanmates have a significant advantage over groups of solo match-made opponents. That's valid. That's Very. valid. Oh, I Very have valid. played a Gambito crime family before, so I, I, I have deeply experienced the pain. The real Gambito family? The real Gambito crime family, yes. I played, like, Whoa. against them, sadly. <laughs> and what happened? We got absolutely destroyed. I think we had 20 most in when they finished. <laughs> that's that's brutal. Yeah, it was. So I'm like, really happy to see uh, Freelance coming. Did you get any good drops from it? No. I, I have not gotten a servant leader in a while. <laughs> Huh, interesting. I'm definitely really looking forward to Gambit Ingram focusing. I don't know who is going to use the armor focusing, like for real, like who is going to focus Gambit armor? Uh, really like intrigued to see if there is any statistics available for that, because I feel like no one is going to focus armor, and everyone is going to be like, ooh, I want a Servant Leader. Yeah, I think you're right. The Servant Leader is really deadly. It's a really good gun. I need to get a better role, so maybe I'll work on that at some point. But I, I think the idea of a freelance node in Gambit is actually a good idea. It does make sense. I do have one concern about it. And let me know if, what your thoughts are. Now, because I would say not as many people play Gambit, so it might be longer for you to match up in a game. And now if you're creating more different modes, I feel like... Unless you have a sustainable player base, you're also segmenting your players. So you're pro you potentially will have longer loading times for getting into a game. My hope is that um, with this new change, you're going to get more people to try to play Gambit. Because I, I know for me, I'm definitely going to go ahead and jump in and see how the mode changes. Especially if there's no shriekers. So, um, I'm definitely happy to just go back in and try it out. And I feel like probably a lot more people are going to think this way. Just, you know, at least in the early days of Gambit change, we're going to see, like, more players trying out the new changes and see how it goes. So, if that can be achieved, I think the queue time shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, and I'm wondering, is Gambit now free to play as part of the free content, or how how are they doing that? I believe so, yes. Okay, so so that's going to help too, because I remember in the past, Gambit was part of a paid piece of content that you had to pay for as part of a seasonal um, 
piece of expansion. Oh, wait, was it? Yeah, I think it was like during Season of Opulence or, or Season of the Drifter or something like that. When it was a it was a paid thing oh. that you had to have as part of this season. Ted, can we um, verify that? Because <laughs> I actually don't know. We, we need to verify that because I I it's been a long time now, so I may have misspoke. So we'll have to double check on that. Um, but freelance, good stuff there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bungie does go on to mention even more stuff. Respawn points added to all fronts, sections of the map where enemies could cycle in or out. It can be frustrating to always have to run all the way from the backfield after spawning before you are able to help your teammate fight the invader or collect dropped moats, whatever. It can also be very frustrating as an invader to always spawn at the same location on the same map multiple times in a row, or to have the invader camp at the entrance to avoid confrontation. Yeah, I've been there. Um, And also, more respawn points spread throughout fronts. Um, They should help to get back into the action faster and provide a less predictable spawn point during the invasions. I think this is a great change in the game, and I've noticed that when I died, I have to pretty much go all the way to the opposite end of the map to engage with more enemies. So I think this is going to really keep players engaged in the action longer. So I think this is a great change. Yeah, I definitely like that too. Yeah, and uh, furthermore, players always drop half the modes they are carrying when they are defeated. Uh, these can be picked up by anyone, including invaders. Invaders can also drop more modes now. This makes recovering from a ruthless invader or bad luck fighting enemies a little easier. So I think that's a good quality of life change too, because I've been there multiple times where I'm carrying like 14 modes and I got to get one more mode. And then I get to like that one spot where either it's a shrieker or a yellow bar enemy and something kills me and then it's like crap that really sucked right and i have been like constantly killed by invaders while carrying like 10 plus modes and it's just so um frustrating i think the yeah so um i mean if i only drop like five out of ten modes i feel like that's going to be more um less emotional damaging to me Yeah, it feels less of a kick, you know, when that Mm, happens. I think that's a positive change, too. And uh, furthermore, players can be revived by other players two seconds earlier, and auto-respawn is delayed two seconds. That's pretty interesting. Uh, We want to emphasize the reward and reward uh, teamwork as much as possible, bringing your teammate back and saving them from a run now is even easier. This change should also reduce the frustrating uh, moments of teammates being forced to respawn as you're halfway through the revive interaction. And lastly, Bungie notes that when your teammate dies and you run to grab their drop modes, stop for a second and revive them. Will you, please? I always revive my teammates. But I, 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 I know too. a lot of people who just run past me. I feel like I half the time do not get revived. And it's 
I think part of it has to do if someone is playing by themselves, I think there's less of a feeling of collaborative gameplay. Mm-hmm. Maybe like you feel less of an obligation to see, you know, to revive the person you're playing with. Right. Um, so I, I, I think this is a positive change, but I don't know if this is necessarily going to incentivize people to revive your teammate. What I think would do it, and let me know what you think about this, but adding points for when you do revive your teammate, giving them in-game incentive. So maybe it's like, like you know, you get some... Maybe extra moats? Yeah, maybe like extra moats or the like a boost where when you when you get the modes you get maybe like 1.5 times the modes or i don't know something where you are incentivized to revive your enemy or hey what about when you revive your enemy you get a shield i mean also like um if they delay auto revive by two seconds and uh your teammates still don't revive you it's just going to be like a pain Yeah, I I hear you. I no, hear you. I don't know. We'll have to find out how that goes. Well, let's see. But I mean, uh, it's it's good that they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. They are putting emphasis into trying to make the game more balanced and more fun. So I really like that. Yeah. Um. They also go on to say that all shields have increasing resistance to non-matching damage types. Oh, cool. they're. I don't like match game. I really don't like match game. While not as severe as match game resistance in Nightfalls, we want OA to promote build crafting and teamwork. That's really interesting. So this to me signals that Bungie is trying to make Gambit more of an endgame activity. See, the thing about me and like elemental resistance is I like using stasis. I really like using stasis weapons. And there's like absolutely zero stasis shields. So like on my hunter, I would use um the ES Luna and I would use like a fusion rifle and I would use like um uh probably a solar uh so so sleeper or G horn or like a stasis linear fusion. And I can't do anything if if I just like run into a arc or void because I, I only use stasis. So it's going to be interesting, and if I don't have a teammate with that elemental type, I'll just get stuck there for like a while, and I, this is why I really don't like mash game. So I don't know how this is going to play out. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because I feel like in order to make it worthwhile, they're going to have to essentially make the rewards more incentivized, right? Make the rewards cooler and give you a reason to this activity so it's going to be interesting to see how they do that mm-hmm, yeah. definitely but isn't isn't venus back because of the vault of glass rules of gambit uh adding uh, a new node that will uh, have a launch screen and numerous gambit specific hints uh, that have been added to the loading screen it sounds like that will give you some tips and advice on how to play gambit uh Gambit can be a bit opaque uh, to new players, and this should give them a leg up. So they want to encourage more people playing. That's that's great, I guess. That's fine. They talk about blockers and banking, and this is what Bungie has to say about that. 
Um, the 10 moat phalanx blockers has its health boosted a bit. A bit. Uh, while they are a good positional change with their shield and knockback, uh, Bungie felt like they weren't quite tough enough for their moat costs compared to knights, so they increased their overall health. Uh, 15 moat knight blocker gains a stasis attack. That's interesting. So Bungie originally planned to pull its health down as some of uh, the Guardians felt like it was a little too beefed up for 15 moats. But with the ammo changes below, uh, Bungie didn't feel like the current health um, uh, was corresponding with their playtesting. Uh, Bungie did think that there could be more tactically interesting uh, ways for stasis attacks to uh, be utilized in this case. Uh, Bungie also states that moat drains from multiple block blockers continue even if the opposing team is in prime evil phase. This will help the team that is behind get to the prime evil a little bit quicker. Um, and also, uh, this will also give them and their team a lead a bit more incentive uh, to kill blockers during the prime evil phase. Yeah. I did notice that sometimes you would kind of not kill the blockers all the time. Yeah. So that makes sense. The and, one uh, thing that I don't really like is the moat drain. Because, like, uh, I, I I didn't read about it. And then, like, one day I played Gambit and it was just there. And I was like, what the heck is this? And um, yeah. for me, it's just like, you know, if someone just pops up like 250 moat blockers and they now have stasis. And it's going to be interesting to see how you can deal with continuous blockers while being, like, just assaulted by stasis and with the most drain that fast. So, I don't know. I have my doubts on it. I'm going to see how it plays out. I'm just not going to give it, like, any foresight, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is one of those wait-and-see kind of features because I'm not entirely sold on it. I think it could kind of go both ways. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this is really going to help the winning team win faster. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I'm personally not a fan of any um, mechanics where you're already behind, where it puts you even further behind. Because then I feel like it takes away your opportunity or chance to come back. Right? So like... Right. And oftentimes, if I'm playing Gambit, my problem is that if I feel like the team is completely blowing it and they're losing and they're like, we're getting like alarms that we're losing modes, you know, that's a point when I either kind of just, I don't want to say give up, but I kind of give up and I'm like, you know what, let's just end the match as quickly as possible rather than prolonging this and trying to extend how long the match will be. I feel you on that one, because I, I honestly don't like the draining mechanism. I don't know why Bungie added it. I, I I didn't really hear about it until I played it, and I was like really confused for a while. Uh, and I don't know, it's just like, it drains really fast too, so... So Bungie, if you're listening, please get rid of that mechanic for 
us. <laughs> and we also have ammo economy. Oh yeah, the ammo. Most of the things about the ammo economy. When completing a front, a chest containing a small amount of special and heavy ammo spawns in the middle of the front and can be looted once by each player. It times out at 20 seconds after the initial interact, so you still can't dilly-dally. Dilly-dally? Did DMG write that word dilly-dally? I think DMG wrote it. But I mean, considering that they tweeted the word Lulu okay, as Wish Queen, I, I, I don't really know what else to expect. <laughs> okay. I think that's a fair assumption then. So also killing a high value target spawns one normal heavy break for each player. During the primeval phase, ammo chests spawn in one of the fronts every 60 seconds. This replaces the regular front ammo chest. You still need to find the time to go grab it. Limited special and heavy ammo breaks uh, only spawn from enemies if you have finder mods equipped. Mm. The other exotics and perks like Aeon Occult still work, so make sure that you have that available for you. Yeah, sometimes I would run Aeon. So we also learn about primeval health, um, and there's quite a few things that Bungie noted on that front. A primeval health and slayer stack bonus returns. Burning the boss after three rounds of envoys should just be as easy as it is now. But burning him down after just one or two rounds should be significantly more difficult. I feel like they're trying to draw out the game, which is... I, I, I don't really like that. If if I'm already losing, just let the pain end, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, all of these things, to me, feel like they're trying to make Gambit more of an endgame activity and less of a casual activity. Mm. That's kind of, I mean, and there's some, like, quality of life changes that I'm seeing here, but they're making it more difficult to burn the boss. I get that. They don't want you to melt the boss, and, I mean... There was a little bit of fun from, from doing that, you know? I, I did enjoy being able to just melt the boss. Right. But, I don't know. That's just my gameplay style. Yeah. Um, envoys now spawn with friends uh, out of the front rather than in the bank area. They have reduced health and are no longer affected by slayer stacks and have varied elemental shields. Killing the envoys to get sla Slayer stacks will require movement, dealing with the envoys' protectors, and dealing with their elemental shields. Well, not again. They keep coming back to elemental shields. Yeah. GM Gambit win. GM Gambit. That's gonna be fun. Whose idea was that? With Who elemental it? shields. I don't know. I wonder. In D1, I saw the elementals uh, like uh, work like rock, paper, scissors. I saw um, I can suppress like uh, solar was void and then like void was arc and then, like arc was solar or something like that. <laughs> I hope one day we can get a larger Destiny 1 experience back in some capacity in Destiny 2. Maybe one day. I don't miss D1, but I definitely miss Venus. 
as like a location. Invasions, but you have some more stuff here that Bungie talks about, and that's focusing is the next item on the chopping block. And here's what Bungie had to say about focusing. You can focus the Gambit Engram into either Gambit Armor or Gambit Weapons for 10,000 Glimmer and 50 Legendary Shards. Gambit Weapons include Crowd Pleaser, Bottom Dollar, Trinity System, Borrowed Time, and Servant Leader. Brand new Gambit Weapons are drop only from a single season and are then available for focusing. We expect to expand Drifter's focusing options further during upcoming seasons. So there's that on focusing. What do you what do you think of this, Moira? Uh, I I like focusing. Okay, so uh, Nolref in the chat mentioned that the focus seems a bit too expensive. I would say as someone was like twenty thousand legendary shards. I I've got legendary shards to spend. But um, it, it definitely is like an investment, and um, I am still sitting here waiting to see how many people are actually going to spend it on armor. Probably zero. Like, who would do that? Not me. And uh, when I get my god rose, I'm just going to stop focusing. Like, I'm not even going to, you know, use my resources on that. So, yeah. That makes sense. And, I mean, I, I haven't done as much focusing as I probably could have. But I do think that it's it's definitely fair in terms of like the cost because I mean if you think about it, fifty legendary shards is not a lot, and I'm I'm fairly certain I have like thirty thousand legendary shards. Yeah, you got more than me. <laughs> How many do you have? Like twenty thousand or like twenty five thousand? Okay, so that's still respectable. So. Yeah, the glimmer, 10,000 glimmer is the other thing, and I, I think they cap you at 250,000. Mm -hmm. And you can still buy glimmer from, what's his name? Um, Bro. The spider. I mean, he's getting removed, so... Oh, he's getting removed, so who's, who's replacing him? Petitra's Bro. Okay, well, there we go. So that'll work. And uh, more Drifter changes that are coming. Bygones, Trust, and Bad Omens have been removed from the vendor. So, Guardians, you don't have a lot of time if you are trying to get your bread with the Bygones, Trust, or Bad Omens. If you're looking for that, get that before this season is over. Um, and then on the topic of end match drops, there is a Gambit Memento for weapon crafting that can drop after any match. Older Gambit shaders now have a small chance of dropping at the end of each match. Okay, I think that's... Gosh, I need Gambit J-Stone. Okay, see, I have not paid attention. You know why? Because I'm colorblind. So for me, it's like, okay, it's another color. So I've just been deleting all of those shaders. But it's good because I don't have to spend money at the Eververse store because something looks cool. Um, mm -hmm. although I will tell you the blacksmith shader that came out many, many moons ago in destiny one, I would do anything to get that shader back. So Bungie, if you're listening, blacksmith shader, please bring it back. <laughs> get the black blast. armory back. Black armory. I, I enjoy black armory. You know what I would love mm -hmm. Bungie to bring back? I would love for the Prison of Elders to come back. 
It was fun. Mm. That and the menagerie. I would be a fan if they ever reprised those activities. I would be on board. Yeah. Then we have Gambit Labs. Uh, the daily Gambit bounty objectives are generally fine, but some of the repeatable bounties have some um, completion requirements. Uh, we are taking a pass on these, uh, though they won't be uh, implemented all at once. Sometime this season, we will be adjusting the completion amounts of most Gambit repeatable bounties. Weapon kills drop from, 15, from 25 to 15. Melee and grenade kills drop from 25 to 5. Thank you for that. It's not the melee kills, but it's the grenade kills. It took me forever to get my grenade kills. Mm, shattered so, eye. Yeah, I should have done that. But yeah, so there's that. Uh, in Season 17, we will be making additional tuning changes as well as adding three new bounties. Throughout the year, we will be also adding additional uh, bounties specific to Light 3.0 updates. Interesting. I wonder what Light 3.0 updates could mean. That, I, and I don't think they really talked too much about Light 3.0 yet. Is voice 3.0? Um, so we have some more information about Gambit. And with Gambit Labs, they have something called the Gambit Labs Invasion Edition. Uh, for Invasion Swap, this lab variation plays around with who gets to benefit from triggered invasions. During moat phases, instead of opening your invasion portal at 40 and 80 moats, you instead open the opponent's invasion portal. Uh, we expect this to completely disrupt the accepted meta for how mm -hmm. and when to deposit and invade. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing the clever strategies and counter strategies that you will develop. I'm looking at you, Raid Secrets. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to see what, what the Guardians can come up with there. There's more stuff. There's a mode called Mode uh, Moat Thief. Uh, fundamentally, the original concept of the invader was... Guardian as taken terror, overpowered and dangerous, something uh, new to have to fight. While that is very compelling, we don't believe it is the only compelling invader fantasy. We believe that the sneaky moat thief is worth exploring too. Maybe there are more. A normal moat drain from having two blockers is disabled and instead, every second the invader is invading, one moat drains directly from your bank to the invader's bank. So, interesting new moats that are coming. It looks like they're going to shake things up a bit with Gambit. That, that actually sounds really interesting. So, like, an invader who doesn't necessarily have to kill. I like that. That kind of sounds like... The division with um, I forgot what it was called. I think it was called like Dark Zone or something like that, where you have like I've never played that Rogue. I I I started playing it, but you know, Destiny happens, and I mm. can only play so much in the day. So Destiny takes up probably the majority of my time when I do have the time to play. So that's my excuse. 
And we got one more thing. Trials. Do we have any Trials fans? Anyone plays Trials of Osiris? Uh, Bungie uh, has discussed earlier in the season that they are making continual uh, changes to liberally scheduled capture zones and freelance weekends, as well as a few uh, reputation updates that will be coming. So they did talk about these things. For season 16, uh, Bungie was moving to a schedule of seven maps for the season, one of which you will get to decide. Ooh, interesting. Expect mm. a survey to come out in the next few weeks to vote if on I ever. Thing. If huh. I ever get Bungie emails. <laughs> oh, they don't email you? They do. So what happened with my... um? like a uh, destiny year review saying was um someone from bnet reached out and they were like i uh we we noticed that you haven't gotten your email and i was like well yeah i got an email but it was to like my old email account that i unlinked so it was like a blank email and then they were like oh okay like we realized that it's still your old email in the system and i was like huh and so yeah i don't know what they're gonna do about it yet Oh man, so you're still stuck in Battle.net, and that, that's like, it's been a while. Yeah, I'm still stuck on my I'm old email that I don't want to use anymore, because I want to use like the Destiny the Name email instead, so I changed it, and oh, gotcha. it's just apparently never updated. Oh, uh, hmm. Well, maybe Bungie help can, can help you out. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look into that a bit more. Um, and Guardians, we do have the final patch notes preview. We're going to get a new, uh, big, pretty big patch note uh, coming next week. And uh, there's quite a few things that Bungie mentions as we get ready for the final countdown before the Witch Queen. I'm, I can't believe that it's coming so soon. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, I, I'm not ready. I'll be honest. So, Ritual Rewards, here's what Bungie has to say about them. Starting with the Witch Queen, Ritual Playlist Rewards will be updated to grant Ritual-specific gear, weapons, mods, armor, and no longer granting rewards from the general world pool. For Crucible, Crucible will grant Crucible gear, Vanguard will grant Vanguard gear, and Gambit will grant Gambit gear. Engram focusing is currently the only available, will be only available on Saint 14 and the Drifter for their ritual specific engrams. Uh, mm. World engrams will continue to be granted at major ranks on ritual vendors just for a little variety. A Gambit Crucible and Vanguard rituals are receiving updated armor rewards for a new expansion release. That's interesting. Mm. So this means that it's not coming with this expansion, but for something new, right? Probably. I don't know. That's, that's what it sounds like to me. Um, yeah. And share the same appearances that have been slightly different in decals and coloring to represent each ritual. Interesting. And we got some big news for, for Destiny fans who love the Vostok. And we have returning Crucible maps, Eternity and Vostok, coming back to the Crucible on February 22nd. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Eververse, no changes 
Wow. Uh, There are new systematic changes to the Eververse. There will be new cosmetic items added uh, for Silver and Bright Dust, but no systematic changes will be made to the experience. Uh, But what about Bright Dust? Any changes on how players will be earning them? There are no changes to Bright Dust acquisitions or totals compared to that of Season 15. Players will continue to earn Bright Dust from seasonal challenges, repeatable bounties on specific vendors, and through the season pass. Please note, this week brings the final drop of 700 Bright Dust in celebration of our 30th anniversary. Make sure to redeem this offer in the Eververse storefront before it goes away. So Guardians, if you haven't grabbed your free um, Bright Dust, you can go ahead onto the Eververse store and there should be a box where you can claim your bread. So make sure to do that before the 22nd when the new season launches. We also have season pass changes. That's going to be interesting because um, seasons are always an interesting topic in Destiny. Um, High stat seasonal armor have been reintroduced. Individual pieces are rewarded between ranks 57 and 87. Legendary engrams have now been replaced with focused umbral engrams. Five in total, each focused to a different armor piece, legs, chest, uh, armors, class item, and head. All umbral engrams are now tier 2. The season pass emblem has been removed and will be introduced uh, a C- and they will be introducing in its place a seasonal sparrow. The season's uh, scrounger bonuses, bonuses which increased seasonal weapon slash armor drop chances in ritual activities, have also been overhauled. The weapon scrounger bonus are no longer separated by weapon type or ritual activity. They now apply to both season pass legendary weapons and all activities at once. Two weapon scrounger bonuses instead of six. The first bonus grants the player a small chance to receive a weapon from ritual activities. The second bonus gives an improved chance. Uh, Total drop chance is unchanged from the previous seasons. This is kind of big. What are your thoughts on this? Are Are you excited about these changes? Do you think that's positive change for the next season? Honestly, I am not very smart, so <laughs> I, 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 I can't really tell if it's going to be a positive change or a negative change from words alone. I feel like for me, I have to go ahead and play the activity and see how the uh, drop rate changes and if there's any difference between now and in the future, and uh, I'll be able to find out. Uh, I kind of like the idea of making it across all of the activities. So I, I do like that. Uh, so to me, that is, I think, a positive change where you don't have to keep changing out the activities to mm-hmm. uh, get that bonus. So I think that definitely streamlines the process um, in that respect. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see how this all plays out in the next season. Uh, the armor um, scrounger bonuses are no longer separated by ritual activity. It is now applied to all activities at once. We talked about that. And then there is uh, the Shattered Throne 
activity with the Thrallway, they fixed an issue where Shadow Thrall and the Shattered Throne were unintentionally granting investment rewards such as Glimmer, Engrams, and XP. I like how they said investment and like unintentionally granting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So it sounds like they're patching the uh, farming in the Thrallway well, room. I, I have a better farming anyways. I'll just go to really? Altars on the moon. It's like so much easier. Oh, man. So now, now they're going to know about it and they're going to patch that next year. I mean, they can't patch it. It's an activity. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, no. we'll see what happens. So as players... I, I sure to... hope there isn't any Bungie people like listening right now. <laughs> they yeah. have found my secret farming spot. Hopefully not live. So that gives me a chance to edit the episode to take out all the good stuff that they can potentially remove from the game that we don't want yeah. to remove. Yeah, I have been using outers. Boss stomps? I like to stomp bosses. They adjusted the physics uh, knockback for boss stomps. This should result in fewer deaths from being knocked into objects. Okay, that's a really positive change because I'm oh, always that guy. I'm always that guy who just... Yeah, I'm a hunter, so... Me too. Although I mean, I, I was. I'm going to be a warlock. I've I've been a warlock this past season, but traditionally I've always been a hunter main. That's my bread and butter. That's what I will live and die as a hunter main for life. Yeah, I feel like I'm more of a hunter because like, would a warlock really go around making snow? Warlocks are like five. Yeah, and it's you know Cade. Cade's a hunter, so it's you know makes sense. There's some attachment there. So, yeah. we know a few more things that we learned from Bungie this week. Uh, we have the Steel Series Destiny Collection that looks so freaking sick. Bungie, take my money. Did you see the Steel Series Collection that came out? I did, but I'm so broke. <laughs> okay, and you're on, you're on Xbox, right? No, I'm on PC now. Oh, you're on PC now. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't tell Xbox because I'm married to them. Okay, so you don't want them to know. So we're going to have to remove this from the show, too. Okay, so we're going to be doing some editing. Man, <laughs> I should have charged you. I'm going to have to get my editor to do so much work now. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. So we also have a new emblem coming in the game for all of the Guardians who uh, are looking forward to the Twitch Club uh, Bounty Emblem. There's a new one coming, and it looks really sick. It's called Long Live the Queen. So, a long overdue update there. Really, really cool looking. Uh, you can check that out by visiting Bungie.net with the latest tweeb, as we call it tonight on the show. Um, we also have an important thing to talk about. The Witch Queen release schedule. We're at that point, Guardians. We don't have that much longer to wait. To prepare for the launch of the Witch Queen on February 22nd, Destiny 2 will undergo scheduled downtime at 6.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on February 21st from uh, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and on uh, February 22nd. So here are the following dates to take note of. February 21st, 6.45 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Destiny 2 will be brought offline. 
February 21st, 7 p.m. Preload for update 4.0.0.1 will be available on all platforms. February 22nd, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, Destiny 2 will be brought back online. Update 4.0.0.1 will be playable on all platforms and regions. Lastly, on February 22nd, uh, at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Destiny 2 maintenance is scheduled to be completed. Bungie also notes that players using the PlayStation 4 version of Destiny 2 will be required to download all associated Destiny 2 required content before playing The Witch Queen. So um, that's kind of a good to know item there because, um, yeah, so make sure you're going to have to re-download the entire game if you're playing on PS4. So do plan for that. Um, these can be downloaded by launching Destiny 2 after uh, the patch 4.0.0.1 is released. And after the downloads have started, you can safely close the game and the required content downloads will continue in the background during the maintenance downtime. Uh, also note, the PlayStation 4 download of Destiny 2 and all required content will be large, but players will have a smaller installation size once the download is complete. You should help, this should help to improve the download and install of future PlayStation 4 patches. Uh, of course, we also know that the Exorcism mission is now live. Earlier this week, the Exorcism final seasonal mission of Season of the Lost was released. Uh, we are continuing to investigate issues with completions of the exorcism mission and encourage players to observe who observe issues during the activity to report them to our hashtag help forum on bungie.net. Here are some updates from our investigations surrounding some of these issues. One, progression can be blocked if moving too quickly on the bridge encounter. Double back, double back, if blocked. <laughs> okay, there's there's got to be a meme, a meme somewhere there. So <laughs> there you go. You got this. Uh, <laughs> don't skip the final cutscene. Because if you do, you blink and you miss it. So please don't. And uh, Bungie has disabled the option to join the activity that is in progress via matchmaking. So if you want to let your friend join at the very end of the activity, to get some rewards, you can't do it. It's disabled. So there you go. Um, then they also talk about the Wayfair, Wayfinder's Compass rotation. Uh, we have updated the mod rotation for the Wayfinder's Compass uh, inventory from a weekly rotation to a two-day rotation until the launch of the Witch Queen on February 22nd. The inventory ro rotation will now uh, be on the following uh, reset days, February 16th, 18th, and 20th. So uh, good to know if you are looking to play that activity. Uh, last chance Bungie rewards for any of the uh, Guardians who have been slacking this season as we have taken extended downtime prior to the launch of the Witch Queen. Players looking to earn certain Bungie rewards should complete the associated in-game achievements before 7 p.m. 
on February 21st, and that's Pacific Standard Time. Uh, for a full list of affected rewards, please see the Bungie uh, Player Support Report from February 10th that could be found on Bungie.net. Uh, Twitch Gift Sub Bounty Rewards on February 22nd. The Twitch Sub Bounty Rewards will be updated with the Witch Queen, uh, players who look to obtain the current... Uh, I can't even pronounce it. Drisigti? I Can you pronounce that? Is it Drisigti? Jurisdiction? Wait, wait, what? Oh, where's I don't word? know. I don't. I don't know if I just like didn't pronounce, didn't spell that right. It's Drasigti emblem. Oh my god, I that's a that's a mouthful. I don't even know, but it (laughs) it could be my poor uh, creation of these show notes, or it could be an actual name of the emblem. But uh, we shall move on. So to earn the previous emblem that uh, is currently available, you have until 7 p.m. on February 21st to to earn that before it is retired. And then Bungie talks about weapon cycling in year four and content vaulting. Always a fun topic for us. Always controversial. Uh, With the launch of the Witch Queen on February 22nd, certain activities... Quests, destinations, items, and weapons from past seasons and expansions will become unavailable to access and earn. Uh, for a full list of vaulted, deprecated, and unearnable content, please visit the player support uh, page from February 3rd uh, this week at Bungie, or Tweeb as we call it here tonight. And that is the update for tonight with this week's Bungie Weekly Update. Moira, what do you think of these changes that are coming next week with the Witch Queen? See, vaulting has always been like mm, a, a <clears throat> topic <laughs> for me. I, I, I don't love it. I was very against offsetting when that first came out. I was like really angry about it. Um, so I don't know. I, I I guess this is more of a we'll find out thing. Not sure. Yeah, I'm I'm the same with you on the vaulting thing. You know, I'm not crazy about the vaulting. Uh, overall, my feeling about vaulting is that you know you're taking stuff away from the game. So I hope they find ways to replace that with new activities and new ways to uh, enjoy the game and get cool shit done. Yeah. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see how the weapon cycling is handled because in the past, if they take away 70% of what's in the game only to bring in 20, that could backfire. And I think that's something that we have seen in past seasons in Destiny. But I think that Bungie is more careful about that in terms yeah. of making sure that there's enough for you to do to to make the game feel like it's worthwhile to come back to, right? And I think for a while, Bungie kind of lost that uh, replayability factor where, if you recall, in the past, Bungie would refer to the game as being your hobby, a place that you want to come back to. And I think somewhere along the line, we kind of lost that. So I'm interested to see how we get that back with the Witch Queen. One other issue that I always had with content vaulting is um, 
new player experience because you're getting like someone who com- who knows like nothing about the Destiny universe, and you're putting them in just like against a freaking hive god. They have no idea who she is. They have no idea what happened with you know the last city. They wouldn't understand it when they said say something about Cade. Like who is Cade? And um, things like that are already happening. It's just like new play, new player onboarding system is like really, really hard. I actually really like the interactive trailer that they did for Witch Queen, and I hope they can have like an interactive video for um, each expansion. I would say, so like maybe for Red Wars, they can actually learn about what happened instead of just like, yeah, we fight God. That was it. So yeah. What about the? things that we learn about Gambit. Do you think that for you as not primarily a Gambit player, do you think these are changes that will make you play Gambit more in the next season? I would say yes. I'm definitely eager to just go ahead and try out Gambit. Whether I like it or not is a separate question that I can't answer yet, but I'm definitely going to jump back in just just give it another shot because i actually really liked gambit when it first came out and then i just lost a passion for it i guess yeah me too i think for me it was after getting the dredgen title and having to really get out of my comfort zone and really do the invasions because that took me a while that took i didn't me... get dredgen until this season really oh wow mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting huh yeah and uh what would you say and we didn't talk about this during the interview, but of all the seals that you've achieved in the game, what would you say is the one that you're most proud of? Uh, the one that I keep on is Descendant. Oh, Descendant, yeah. okay. And I, I don't know, I'm really intrigued by Clovis Bray, and I love everything. I, I mean, like, not in like a, oh, this is like such a great thing. No, they're horrible. Uh, but I, I really like the lore of um, Bray Tech and especially Clovis Bray, and I want more about it. This is honestly why I'm super excited for Beyond Light, because, you know, we, you know, they were talking about Clovis Bray, and I was like, oh yeah, like, this is what I want to see. Yeah, I think Clovis Bray is a really interesting character, and uh, I really enjoyed the, the Warmind um, uh storyline and the expansion there so um really interesting to see if maybe they'll bring her back in a larger capacity sometime in the future i hope so i I would love to see see clovis and maybe also with anna and uh, elsie and i don't know i i can see him like um as a giant head instead of like a giant armor pacific rim style (laughs) you know (laughs) I would like to see Savathun go up against, like, Rasputin. Oh, yeah. I want to see something crazy like that. Because um, mm. Rasputin, that's going to be another character that I think we're going to see at some point in the future. And that's going to probably tie into more of the Warmind storyline with Clovis Bray. So hopefully, maybe maybe next year. That'll be mm. interesting to see if that comes to fruition. Yeah. Um, and... Moira, we do have a tradition on the show where we yeah. rate the Bungie Weekly Update, or Tweeb, as we call it tonight, from one to five, between one and five spicy tuna rolls. One being, it's a bad Tweeb. Five being, that was the best damn Tweeb that we could have gotten this 
whole entire month. So we'll just... I I will never rate anything else a five after that post rifle buffed off. <laughs> so 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 the most they can get is like a four point five. Yeah yeah no okay. no no the most I would give is like a four okay. okay. Uh, I'm sorry, also I'm like minus no no minus point five for spicy tuna roast. I don't like spicy tuna roast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not like a spicy food enjoyer, I would say. I, I enjoy regular tuna roast. So I would give it a 4.5 regular um, regular tuna roast. 4.5 <laughs> regular tuna rolls, but if it's spicy, it's got to be only like... a 4. No, it's only a 4. <laughs> only a 4. Okay, got it. Okay, so we have... A 4.5 regular tuna rolls from Moira. I'm going to be probably a little bit more generous because I miss you guys. Fun. I, I, I had fun tonight. So I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 4.5 because I think they're trying to make Gambit better. They're making efforts to make it an activity that we all want to play. I think there are some changes that are questionable that we'll have to wait and see if they will be positive or not but i think overall um i really like the new modes that they're introducing into the game um i love that steel arctic uh merchandise that was introduced uh however more money to have to spend so <laughs> oh guardians and uh that was fun and we have a really cool new emblem that's being introduced with the twitch sub promotion that bungie is running so Lots of really cool things this week from Bungie. Lots of changes coming next week with the Witch Queen. We got some new trailers that were released. A new Vidoc. So much cool stuff to get excited for. And thank you so, so much, Guardians, for joining us tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. Uh, Moira, before we let you go, where can the Guardians learn more about you and what you do? Um, I, I guess... I don't know, comment on my tweets or something. <laughs> and of course, always feel appreciate. I mean, like, uh, feel welcome to uh to to check out my art store on my art account. I would really appreciate that. Just saying, shameless plug. <laughs> uh, but also, like, I I actually really appreciate Twitter comments and directions. So, like, you know, if you shoot me a comment, I will see it. And uh, sometimes I I reply, and I really like that. Yeah. But yeah. It could put a smile on someone's face. So tweet out something nice. Maybe she'll reply. Maybe she'll see it, you know? Tweet something about Alex. Maybe confidence and pins. Don't tell Potassi. He 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 still have no idea who Alex is. Okay, so don't don't tell Paul Tassi whatever you do, <laughs> but do make sure to check out Destiny the Meme um at her channel on Twitter. And uh, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. It has been such a pleasure to finally get a chance to hang out and get to learn more about your journey in the Destiny community. So thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for being here and for sharing your amazing Destiny journey with our Guardians. Yeah, thank you for having me. I know we've been planning this for so long. <laughs> absolutely and finally we did it so guardians and on that note you can find the destiny show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts we're on apple spotify stitcher podbean and every major podcast platform 
Uh, you can also find us on the web at destinyshow.com. We're actually working on a brand new website that we'll hopefully be able to launch next week for you all. So do stay tuned for that. And uh, check us out also on Twitter at The Destiny Show. And make sure to catch the latest episodes of The Destiny Show featuring your favorite guests from the Destiny 2 universe. Live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here, twitch.tv slash The Destiny Show. And Guardians, this episode of The Destiny Show podcast is brought to you by Green Man Gaming where gaming is made great. Pick up the latest games on PC at the best prices today by visiting greenmangaming.com. Guardians, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Destiny Show podcast. It has been such a blast. It is great to be back. And Guardians, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy The Witch Queen next week, and we'll see you all next week. Good night, Guardians, and we will see you our side. I could. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.